Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group. Member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter Lowry and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. into the Wealth Accelerator podcast. We're coming at you here with part three of the steps towards reaching financial freedom. And today we're going to talk all about taxes. I know, super, super exciting stuff, but it'll be good. Hopefully I can give some good information to you. Well, I don't know what it's like where you guys are at, but you know, living here in Northern California, if you're new to the show, I live in Auburn, California. It's about 45 minutes north of Sacramento. Man, everything is back headed in the wrong direction. We're shutting down again, right? Right as things were starting to open back up, you know, we were eating at restaurants again. Bars were starting to kind of open. We were able to do some things. The gyms were back open and now we're back closed. Everything's getting shut back down. So like I said, guys, I'm actually keeping a little bit more cash than usual on the sidelines for my clients because I think that this is going to result in another good buying opportunity that I want to be able to take advantage of and I want you to be able and be ready to take advantage of also. But aside from that, we're actually going to head up to Lake Tahoe this weekend. <laughs> you know, kind of spoiled. That's one of the, the great things about living in Auburn. We can get to Lake Tahoe in about 45 minutes during the summertime. I mean, we used to go up there a lot when I was a little kid. We'd probably go to Tahoe uh, at least once, sometimes twice a year from Arizona, and we would drive. We, <laughs> we would pack up the truck. We'd usually bring a boat or a trailer, um, depending on what time of the year. If it was the summertime, we'd bring our boat. If it was the wintertime, we'd bring a trailer with all of our skis and snowboards. But we would drive from Tucson. Man, I think it was like an 18-ish hour drive every time. It was so brutal. Luckily, I was young and we didn't have to drive. We'd just sit back there and watch movies. So it actually wasn't too bad for us. But as I got older and, you know, you'd start to realize how long you're actually sitting in that dang car, it was pretty rough. <laughs> so it's kind of insane now that we're able to actually just make a day trip or even just head up there for a weekend. It's still weird for me to wrap my mind around that. But luckily, you know, there's still a couple things open up there. I'm going to go hit the links a little bit. Um, I love to play golf. I played a lot of golf. I actually played golf in college. So going to get to go play some courses up there. If you've ever been to North Star or anywhere in Tahoe, um, the golf courses up there are just absolutely gorgeous. It's probably one of my favorite spots in the entire world to play golf. So super excited. It's going to be a fun weekend. A little, little different. Get away from the horses for just one weekend. <laughs> but it'll be a good time. I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, so if you've been listening to the last couple episodes, you know we've covered the first two steps already towards reaching your own personal financial freedom. Step one was managing cash flows and assessing your goals. Then step two was investment management. So we have all your goals established. Your foundation is built. We have investments set up that we are taking that we're using to take you towards your goals. Now we got to make sure that our investments are set up right and they're going to be tax efficient. You know, this is something that people can forget about sometimes. There are consequences of selling investment positions. 
And it's really important we know what type of account that we're setting up and we know what the tax consequences of all of our actions are going to be. And I would think that everybody listening to the show has at least a broad understanding of how our tax system works. You make money from your job, you know, the government takes some back and then net out the door, you have a percentage of what you actually made to, that you can actually put in the bank. You know, super simple stuff, right? But did you realize that you can actually trade your account in a way that would make you pay taxes while your account balance actually went down? I know that is like nightmare fuel right there. Spooky stuff. So when I'm setting up client accounts, you know, I like to think of it as a three bucket strategy. In bucket one, we need to have near future needs. This isn't a strict time frame per se. It totally depends on your situation, but this is a more short term investment bucket. We want to have more safe investments here that we can count on and pull out for ongoing expenses that you might have. You know, bucket one, it's not meant to make a ton of money, but like I said, that's not the purpose. We need to have some market crash insurance basically so that we can protect the money that's making you money. (laughs) It sounds kind of goofy, but I'm telling you, we got to protect that making money bucket. Okay. So bucket one, short term and more conservative bucket two, any money, you know, we're not going to need it right away, but we might need more in the medium run, maybe five to 10 years out. We can take on a little bit more risk here. You know, we have a little bit less liquidity than we had in bucket one. But we want to be able to earn money to refill bucket one as time goes along and as time goes along and as we're taking money out of bucket one. So it's kind of like a waterfall, right? Bucket one's the lowest. That's what we're pulling from. Bucket two, when it overflows, it flows into bucket one and keeps bucket one filled. Okay, so my favorite bucket, bucket three. This is more long-term investments. This is when we can get into stocks, real estate, commodities, whatever it is. It's long-term. It's not going to be needed for a long time. There's not very much liquidity and we really want it to grow. And this is a strategy that we build over time. We don't start with all three buckets right away. If you're young and you want to invest $100,000, I'm not going to advise that we split that up into three buckets just yet. But down the road, you know, that's what we're working towards reaching. All right. So now that you understand kind of the three bucket system, what their purpose is and what goes inside those buckets, we have to go over the account types because the buckets we're working on will determine what type of account we can set up. So there's basically two broad types of investment accounts. There's qualified accounts and there's non-qualified accounts. In qualified accounts, you have your tax advantaged accounts. Think about your Roth IRAs, your normal IRAs, your 401ks, all the sorts. These are accounts that we aren't going to be touching for a long time. You know, you're not supposed to touch them until you're 59 and a half or you get a penalty. They don't have a lot of liquidity. And again, we don't want to be taking money out too early from these. And within these qualified accounts, we get tax deferral, meaning that the changes in the investments that we make today, they don't affect our taxes for that year. Capital gains taxes don't affect us on a yearly basis. We aren't getting hit with the taxes until we actually start to pull money from these accounts. Now, on the other side with non-qualified accounts, you know, these are more like individual accounts, trust accounts, transfer on death accounts. With these, there will be times that when we sell a position, it will trigger a taxable event for that year. So we have to be very careful with how and when we buy and sell for you. Okay, so this is how you could have to pay taxes on an account that is actually losing money during the year. So say you have a trust account with a large position of, say, Apple stock. Well, maybe you have held Apple for a really long time and you have some significant gains in that position. When you decide to sell, and if you decide to sell your entire position and capture the gains, then we'd have to pay capital gains taxes on that position for that year. Now say that's the only position you sold, and then the market took a big fall. 
Well, you just triggered a capital gains tax that's going to be realized this year, but the rest of your investments that are still invested, they all fell, meaning you actually lost money in the market, but you're paying capital gains taxes. That's exactly what we don't want to happen. And I don't want to get into the weeds about long-term and short-term capital gains taxes because honestly, that even starts to make me sleepy. (laughs) But I do want to just make sure that you realize the importance of understanding how and when your money is going to be taxed within your different investment accounts. And that's what really this three bucket strategy is meant to help accomplish. Because as nice as it sounds to have every dollar of your money in a tax advantaged account, we actually want to make sure that we have some portions of the portfolio in non-qualified accounts so that we can have the luxury of liquidity and use that to meet short-term goals and spending needs. All right, if you're a younger investor, ready to get started and build up your empire, then where's the best place to start for you? Well, once we have debts paid off and you have emergency savings built up, and also after I've gone through their budget plan and make sure that they're ready to do this, then I usually tell a lot of my younger clients, let's go ahead and start up a Roth IRA. Now remember, we can only fund this type of account if you're making less than $139,000 a year as a single person, and we can only put on uh, $6,000 a year for you. Which, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but check this out. This is an account that when we start to pull from it, when you're over 59 and a half, you're going to get everything out on the backside tax-free. It's, it's huge. So let's say you're 30 years old right now. You've never heard of a Roth IRA in your life, and you want to start putting in $500 a month to hit $6,000 a year. Okay, so say your plan is to retire at age 65, and we're going to keep putting money in and expecting to get an annual return of 8%. By the time you reach retirement at age 65, you would have over $1.1 million in your Roth IRA waiting for you, tax-free on the backside. I mean, how cool would that be? The tax savings here, rather than just being in a non-qualified account, it's huge. So guys, we got to make sure that you're paying attention to the tax implications of your accounts as well as your trades you make because they really can make a big difference for you. And if you want some help reviewing your portfolio to make sure you are in good shape, or getting yourself set up with a three bucket strategy, then let's chat. I'd be happy to help you out. You can head over to my website at hunterlowry.com and schedule a call with me right there. Again, guys, this three bucket strategy, it's gonna be so crucial for you, especially to protect yourself from future market corrections we may have. I wanna be able to save all of you guys from being one of those horror stories that I hear about. All right, I know, not the most exciting with the taxes and everything, but you made it, you survived. But even though it's not super exciting and not super fun, it's really, really important to pay attention to the little things like this that can make a really big difference on your portfolio. And if it's not you that's doing it, then somebody needs to be making sure that it's being covered for you. All right, guys, just like that, we're halfway through the mini series already. Now you got the foundation, you know how to structure your investments, and you know to look out for tax implications. And also, just as a side note, it's always a good idea to also get some good advice from your CPA or whoever you use to handle all of your taxes as well. We're on our way. We're getting closer to building that mansion. The fancy chandeliers and the butler, they're on their way, I'm telling you. (laughs) Hey, also, so today is Wednesday, July 15th. Tomorrow on the 16th, we have another one of our... um, trail guide web series at Sierra Ridge. It's going to be an online webinar. There's going to be a ton of good information. You're definitely going to want to check it out. So if you haven't seen the invite already or you're interested in learning more about it, head over to my Facebook page, either my personal one at Hunter Lowry or the Wealth Accelerator podcast page. And I've posted the link and all about it on those two sites. So go check it out. It's going to be super, super informative. All of them have been really great so far. We've gotten great feedback. So if you're interested, again, go check out my Facebook pages and you can get all signed up. 
Hey, thanks for listening, guys. I seriously hope you're all having a great week this week and you're all getting after it. All right, have a great rest of your day, everybody.